In many places, the chi was strong near flowing water, near ocean beaches, in the rocks, and it was easily absorbed through the soles of our feet. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to Wildcat Dojo Conversations. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. And today our guest is Sensei Jerry. Welcome back. Thank you, Sensei. So happy to be here. Can't wait to get this started. And Sensei Jerry was on our show not long ago. Do you remember which episode it was? It was a Kendo episode. Oh, right. That was a nice one. I love Kendo. Uh, Me too. We laughed a lot on that episode. This is true. But on today's episode, we're doing another letter episode, which, by the way, we love. Yes, we do. Sensei, can we remind the audience what these letter episodes are all about? Will you do that for me? Sure, Sensei. I'll be glad to. It's based on an exercise that uh, we do in the dojo. Some days when it feels right, we throw a letter out to the students, like, say, the letter L. And we talk about karate words that begin with that letter. Then we just talk, and the conversation gets pretty lively, doesn't it? Yes, it does. All right, and this is the point where we pick the letter. So we're going to pause, and we will be right back, folks. And with the power of the pause button, we are back. So I'm just going to say that we tried to record this episode last weekend, and the internet went out, and we couldn't. So we threw the whole thing out, and we started again, right? Yes. Yes. Last week when we pulled letters, we pulled the letter E but we put it back in the bag, which there are only seven letters left that we haven't used. And today, and I swear this was in no way rigged, Landon pulled, tell him. The letter E. (laughs) Somebody somewhere wants us to discuss the letter E, and therefore we are going to do it. And I think, Landon, that you are going to go first. Well, I have uh, the word escape. So we're actually escaping to the beginning. That makes sense. I love it. Landon and I were listening to a pun guy earlier. So you might as well get ready. (laughs) I'm in a punny mood. (laughs) Audience, I am so sorry. (laughs) So for those of you that are not familiar with USA Goju, an escape is a move. Contrary to popular belief, where you escape. And <laughs> Wait, it's self-explanatory. Stop. I know it's so oddly simple, but we do these in self-defense, and they are, are extremely important, extremely useful, and extremely simple, pretty much. Um, they are some of the beginning things that we teach to beginning students. We talk about the escapes a lot in the self-defense episode that we did with Glenda. So they should go back and listen to that if they want to hear. I think that's episode five. I think it is. Wow. Because I actually was just looking back at it the other day. And and we'll we'll, um, tag it in our show notes so you can listen to that if you want to. We actually talk about some self-defense. And you know when else we talk about it? When we did the episode with the lady, Wendy Rouse. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to look that one up and tag it in, too. That was about women empowering themselves with martial arts at the turn of the century from the 1800s to the 1900s. And that's, that was a good one. Us. But let's look at the word escape outside of the physicality for just a second. Have you ever thought of it outside of the physicality part? The reason I've thought about it is 
is because when I try to get myself away from the fray of the day and I, I, I just need to escape to a better mental place. And when I was a young mother and my girls were, you know, everywhere that I was, I would go into my closet and shut the door and sit down. That was my escape then. Now that's interesting, isn't it, Sensei Jerry? I, I like that. I, I've, I've had similar moments, Sensei. <laughs> I bet you also have that at work where you just need a couple of minutes of mental escape from the pressure of the, of the intensity of your job, right, Sensei Jerry? Oh, Sensei. And I, and I keep work that I call mindless work. That's what mm-hmm. I call it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't totally take every bit of energy that I have. And I keep that. So when I need that escape, if you will, I go to my mindless work because nice. it just, it puts me in a, in a, a little meditation, if you will. And I just, I can do this without much, much energy of thought. And it, puts me in that spot. So yes, I do have that at work. That's a good one, isn't it? It is, and it's extremely productive at the same time. Yes. Ooh. Still working, just in a different element. Another E-word, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have another element of escaping. Look at this one, Landon. What I was thinking about is when you use power other than your physical power to redirect, i.e. escape, a bad situation goes into elements too. Oh. Yeah. So it could be somebody's using using a yellow a yelling voice and you're using a soft one, for example. What else? I have an example. Um so how about we've all been in that awkward moment where we are in maybe a store or um, out and about and we see someone that we don't want to see. And without using the physical element, we figure out how to disappear, how to escape (laughs) in a very you know, elegant way. I'm using the E word a lot. You like that? And, you know, so to me, that's another non, I would put that in another non-physical cue for that. Non-confrontational for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. That is when I went that cloak of invisibility from the Harry Potter movies. Oh, sensei. (laughs) Or we'll take it from any other reference if they're out there. (laughs) Okay. And I also think a soft touch. Mm. is a nice way to redirect or escape uh, a bad situation. You've always talked about that or a compliment. Yeah, that's another good one. So there is the physicality of escapes, but there's also the mentality, which you touched on, Sensei Jackie, and you, Sensei Jerry, and then there's also escaping in a redirectional way. Yes. And that is a good segue to Sensei Jackie's word. I think so, because my word is every day which is really probably two words, but I've turned it into a compound word. And I want to use it as an everyday word. It's so important that, first of all, that we practice every day. Did you get the everyday word in the word everyday? Yes. It's an everyday word, everyday. Okay, fine. Keep going. <laughs> he did it. I just I just heard it with my ears. <laughs> all right. So I do want to use it as an everyday word. In, in one sense, we need to practice our escapes every day, thinking about them. Okay, but you're talking about the physicality of the escapes. Right. I'll agree in that you want to keep your arsenal of favorite techniques in your head on a daily basis. Would you agree with that, Sensei Jerry? I agree with that, Sensei. 
And you agree with that too, right, Landon? Uh, Escapes are so important. And we talked about it when we talked about habits is that you have to build that into your routine. Exactly. And not only, Landon, is there a physical karate component to the word every day, but it flows with all of our life, whether it's personal habits, brushing your teeth, something as as simple as that. Putting on a seatbelt when you get into the car. That's right. But also, hopefully, our meditation and our positive nutrition, our sleep habits, all of the things that make up a a healthy human. That's true. Yeah, those are all good points. Daily habits, not a bad thing. No, no. Hey, I could segue from that to discard the bad and keep the good, one of the 10 Mm. virtues. Oh, that's a good point. Because when you just said daily habits, when I just said daily habits from what you said, I thought, you know, sadly, they're not all that good. And (laughs) (laughs) that, that came into my head. So we can we can work on that every day. I mean, the thing about every day is that we get to start over each 24 hours. That is true. Now, I like yes. that as a way I to love that. You. Every day is a new day. Every day is a new day. Um, one of the motivational speakers I used to listen to used to say, get up every day like it's January 1st and you start new resolutions. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And nice. I know, if Randy were here, he would talk about it from the school standpoint. But I know that when... I used to spend a lot of time in the school system. We used to have a lot of conversations about how you have to give your students a fresh start every day and not label. And I assume your employees too. Us, us. Every yeah. day we come, every day I go in and I read a quote. We read a quote. We have quotes hanging on the door and we read a quote and we start a new day. So nice. That's it, perfect. It, it's a good habit. And an excellent use of our karate elements. Us. And listeners, if you don't know what Sensei is talking about when she uses the term elements, you can learn more about it. We did four episodes on the individual elements, and we talked about all them together. And that started in the summer of 2020, but I think we did a rerun just last summer. We did, November of 2021. We did a rerun. Oh, wow. I'll put the rerun into the links below. Good idea? Oh, that's a good idea, Sensei. Yes. Okay. It's over to you, Sensei Jerry. Earth, where are we going? Us. So when I think of earth, I think of energy and I think of chi and I think of master collegian. I'm not sure if your thoughts go there, but I that's agree where with mine that. goes. Oh, but yes. In, in so many ways. It brings me back to, you know, master collegian and teaching and, you know, balance. Um, so one of the big things that I always um, resonated with when I, when I think of chi is master collegian was very very much always talking about chi lines mm-hmm. and where where your lines cross and you know where your energy needs to be because when you think of energy and you think of chi you think of the positive and negative you think of a, that balance that yin that yang so you think of what side you know it's on and and i always remember that crossing that line you know and so when that line is crossed then we have we go into that you know we're in we're in problem mode we're in we're in defense mm-hmm. mode right you're in that active self-defense karate mode right there. So um, I'm not sure, you know, if if that resonates with any of you, but that's kind of where I go when I think of. What what you made me think of, Sensei Jerry, with Master Collegian is that uh, union of soft heart balance and how he himself was that anomaly of being soft and then so hard when he needed it to be. 
and that his hardness would come from the the stillness and softness of, of just his being. Beautifully said. said. Yes. And, and what you made me think of is how he emanated an energy wherever he went. There was like you, like you could feel it. Oh, it was palpable. Yes. Even if your yes. back was turned, you could feel it when he walked into the room. And that's another example kind of of the same thing. But it, it wouldn't be a bad idea for us to say for the audience, because maybe everybody who listens doesn't know this, that internal energy outside of your physical strength yes. is located down in your lower belly and is often and always in karate called chi. We have touched on it a number of times in this podcast. I would venture to say every other episode. And anytime we talk about breathing, because we say to right. bring your breathing down into that chi pocket yeah. for the strength that it gives you. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh sensei. And I'm going to tag that back to every day us. and say that is something that a person, karate person or not, could practice every day. Taking that breath down outside of your lung or the part that I call your panic area. <laughs> and down, and down in true. your belly, which is your power area. Yes, very true. And that's, that's how you cleanse when you go down. It, you make sure that you get that breath all the way down, and it comes all the way up. Yeah, cleansing. Yes, and they and I'm sure they talk about that a lot in all the meditation apps that you can buy. And you know, not only did we think of it in yoga and in karate, but in childbirth, that is what oh. you learn, that cleansing breath when you go to a Lamaze class for natural uh, birthing methods. So it's everywhere. And babies breathe that way? Oh, yes. Down into their belly, as do all animals at rest. All animals at so, rest. Do. I did not know where you were going. You don't have to take our word for it. <laughs> See how I pulled us away from Lamaze, Landon? Thank, you can thank, thank you. me later. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is she going with this? And here's where I'm going to go with it. Where? My word is empathy. Mm. And just for the record, that is Jackie's favorite word. See how mine's self-control. Hers <laughs> is empathy. And I think empathy could be a function of chi. Let me try to say it this way and tell me what you think. First, let's define empathy as kind of walking in the other guy's shoes. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay with that as a simple one? Okay. Absolutely. Completely different from sympathy. Oh, we have this discussion all the time. Definitely Who different. Who does? Me and oh, you? I should have given context to that. Last year, I took a peer counseling course, and oh. that was a whole unit of empathy versus sympathy. Oh, cool. See, we're, we're so Very nice. cutting yeah. edge Th here. Thanks, Miss. <laughs> you really are. My thought, tell me what they said in your peer counseling class, is that sympathy is more of a feeling, and I'm not talking about a feeling at all. Because yeah. if you're a martial artist, you know that feelings are untrustworthy and they distract you from your, getting your, your job done. Yes. But empathy is a power. True. Because even if we're talking about a worst case scenario and somebody is physically coming towards you, right? To understand their motivation is to have a better understanding of their weaknesses and where you might get within those weaknesses to shut it down. It's extremely but, powerful. Right? But to only look well, at it from that. your side is to miss a whole opportunity. And I mean, I can do a lot of other examples, but that's since you guys all started with the, the fighting example, I decided I'd fight through. <laughs> do that, Sensei. <laughs> or and then follow, where will you go? Or follow through. Follow 
I was okay. just thinking, what do I remember from that class? I was on the online school. So oh, I- well, no worries. If we don't, if we match, we match. And Miss G, if you're a listener and we don't match, please write us and fix us. And Landon, tell her how. You can contact us all over the web at wildcatdojoad.com. And that's our website. We're on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. And you can send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com. So there you go, Miss G. Maybe we should tag her somehow when we send this out so she can um, school us. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure, well, at least I know from my personal experience, that's how I, that's how I manage the two words inside my head. And I do find it challenging to be empathetic with family members and not let it turn into a sympathy type thing. Do you guys have that challenge? Yes. <laughs> I think it's always a challenge because when you are empathetic, you have experienced those feelings or thoughts before yourself, mm. which is why we we have said, Sensei, that it's almost impossible to empathize older because have you have that. never been older. We have you, said that. And I don't even think it's nearly impossible. I think it is not possible to empathize older, but it is possible to imagine and give a double darn. True. See how I tried to stay away from cussing there? Uh, that was good so well <laughs> Proud of you. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and with our magic pause button, yes. look up our words in the dictionary. And with the magic of the pause button, we are back. And we are starting with escape, to break free from confinement or control. Oh. And you know what the example is? What? He drove along I-84 to escape the police. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And when I just heard your definition, you want to know what I thought of? You might not know this, but you two will definitely know this. The Pina Colada song. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes, come with me and escape. Another word of escape. So, So for those of you who don't know that song, it's an easy Google. Have fun with it. You like pina Don't sing it Don't anymore because it'll get in an earworm in oh, our and heads. Oh, and then we'll get copyrighted. Okay, are you up? I'm up for every oh, day. Every day had to be tough. Well, no, as it turns out, there's a song reference because <laughs> the first thing that came up was Every Day by Ariana Grande featuring Future. Now, I will not be singing that song, so no worries. But the um, definition of every day is happening or used Every day, daily. I don't like that they use the word in the the definition. definition? But they do as both an adjective and adverb. How weird that they did that, right? Yes. And then on top of it, their example is everyday chores like shopping and housework. Part of it. That's the worst examples ever. (laughs) I thought that said housewife. I'm sorry. That's a negative. And it looked like housewife. And I was like, they did not go there. Funny. That's a good one. Yeah, they did not do a good job on every day. What, what is, dictionary was that? It's a Google dictionary, but uh, it's from Oxford English Language. So that's kind of interesting. Oh, it's they, Oxford English. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave every day behind because we do it every day. Yes. And we're moving to Earth. Listen, say, so Earth definition is the planet of which we live in, the world, and also the substance of land, which is surface and soil. But what I'd like to go into earth chi, which I also looked up as a definition because that's where we went basically with the word. Good idea. Um, In China, the ancient 
Taoist yogis intuitively felt that the earth possessed energy called earth chi. In many places, the chi was strong near flowing water, near ocean beaches, in the rocks, and it was easily absorbed through the soles of our feet. Ooh, I love it. It's just beautiful. I thought that was very nice. So you know what? You do feel extra special strong when you walk with your hand with your toes in the ocean mm. sand in the uh, beach, right? Oh, sensei. Those yogis. They were so, smart yeah. before their time. Okay, so I get to take it home with empathy? Yes. Super awesome. unbelievably complex. I'm sorry. If I go to the super simple one, it says, Don't you want to learn about the three types of empathy? <laughs> oh boy. So I said, okay, so I opened it and they are words. Empathy is an enormous concept, but there are three types. Cognitive, which is simply knowing what the other person is going through. And I think that's what we were talking that about. That is exactly you? the simplest kind. Because there's also an emotional empathy. And then they go into this big thing where sympathy is where you're still on above ground and they're down in the hole and you're trying to come out of the hole. But empathy is where you jump into the hole with them. I'm not going to go down that road. Oh. I'm not going to jump in that, that hole. hole. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> it was hey, so Alice, your, Alice in Wonderland. It's your fault. You started the it fun would, thing. Don't not blame it on me. Send <laughs> <laughs> me the video about the buns. <laughs> and then they, their third kind, just to help tell you guys, is compassionate empathy. So it's not only understanding their predicament, but you're spontaneously moved to help. Hmm. Oh, that's pretty heavy right there. Yeah. So, and we're not opening that can of worms. So we're going to stay just in the intellectual empathy part where you're, you're understanding your opponent and, or possibly someone who's closer to you than that. Yes. And going from there with that knowledge in place, right? Yes. So I'm going to say, before we close this one out, we had so many interruptions in today's recording. I wonder how many times we've said that. We always get interruptions, but some more than others. Yes. And today was one of the high ones. So we really had to use Sensei Jerry's word and continue to tap back into our chi pocket and bring it back up to keep the energy and the focus going. And all those words are earth words, aren't they? Oh, Sensei. (laughs) And Sensei Jerry had to use empathy to understand what we were going through because she's remote today. Yes, because all the noise was on our side. It was lawn work. Dun, 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 dun. Don't get me started on lawns. I won't. <laughs> Better not call Sensei J. And you if, cannot buy lawn equipment at Honor Athletics. No, but if you do want to rake your opponents over the coals, you can buy all of your sparring equipment from <laughs> Honor Athletics, of course. Of course. Dang, that was impressive. And we went a long way for that one. <laughs> yes, but it goes a long way for us. I'm going to start out by saying, when you use her, please say Wildcat Dojo to get your 10% discount and give us credit. And you can text or call her at 770-945-5150. Or you can visit her website at honor-athletics.com. And it's my habit now to put her site in the show notes. So scroll down and click her and buy something, please. Uh Thank you, Cynthia. Well said, Jerry. Thanks for all your patience today. You were awesome. Uh, Thank you, Sensei. Thank you all for having me. It was a pleasure. Very excited. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. So thank you. Thank you. Time for goodbyes and good nights. You start me out, Landon. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. 
Bye, everyone. And on that note, I am signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.